Welcome everybody to me, myself, and I'm Joey Jabala, Bad Bussy on Instagram, whatever you want to call me, as long as you pay me, follow me, all that shit. So we are joined by somebody who I've really wanted to talk to for a while now. I followed you like since I've been doing drag, which is like five years back or back in my drag days. We have DJ Two Face. Hi. Joining us, Hi. welcome to me, myself, and me, myself, and DJ Two Face is happening. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Good. So excited to be here with you. Have you done like podcast interviews or? I've done one like for like basically talking about drag and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, being shady. That was about it. Yeah, because <laughs> you are known as the drag queen's favorite <laughs> DJ. I am. From what I've seen, and I think that's where I might have. Uh, found you from it's like from the New York City drag circuit nightlife all that and yeah you're really known amongst the girls yeah. and I'm like I got I really changed that. my Instagram because my Instagram used to be uh, DJ Two Face NYC and then all of a sudden I was like you know what let me type in drag DJ and I found that like no one had ever thought about it and it was not a thing so I took it and then it became again then everyone was like oh how'd you get that oh is it the I'm like no I am the original it is drag mm-hmm. DJ. I don't need a theme in front of mine. That's very genius, too, because now there's a bunch of queens DJing. So somebody down the line could have possibly taken that, but no. I think that's what the pandemic, since the pandemic, drag queens, because they've been like, you have to be on like TV. Yep. And you know, be like on a screen. Now everyone wants to be a DJ. So, like, I feel like every drag queen is a DJ now. Mm, So, okay, we're going to jump into (laughs) it. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? Because I have noticed that lately everybody presses a few buttons or like downloads SoundCloud and suddenly they think they're a DJ of some sort or like puts together a playlist right. and then they think they're a DJ. Yeah. I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, really fuck this shit up. But what do you feel about that, especially being a professional DJ? I mean, hey, I you know, if you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. But I do... It's, I mean, it's just interesting. I don't know. But I think that was just like the next thing because the drag queen's like, okay, what can I do? I can't do this for so do this for long. Mm-hmm. Even like uh, girls on RuPaul's Drag Race have started DJing because it's like, okay, well, you know, if I'm not doing this, I can literally get paid. They they get paid thousands of dollars literally coming and look right. and press a button. You know? Yeah. So it, it really depends on the party. Like some girls are actually good and I'm glad that people, you know, there's a new... Uh, you know, fresh breath of people learning new music and doing things and doing like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like, damn, everybody's a DJ now. Everybody press and pray. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel about, or how do you feel With about? No transitions, no nothing. And it's no. like, it's just like a car crash. I'm like, all right, but hey, you you do you. <laughs> yeah. We love everybody, but some... DJs, it reminds me of that one scene in Big Fat Liar. You remember that movie, right? Where the car alarm starts going off and shit like that. The radio is playing and they it's, like... There's too much going on. There's too much going on. You're like, pick one sound. Like, it, I don't need yeah. this sound, this sound, and all this together. Because it's like, everyone always tries to create their own sound or mimic someone else's sound without really figuring out what their actual sound is mm-hmm. to make them more distinct from anyone else. Mm, how did you find your own sound in DJing? Because... You, sorry to interrupt. Uh, you said... Your side, your DJing style is DJing pop on the right side of the, the wrong, song. It was right side of wrong. There, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, because I said I was, I grew up in uh, Jacksonville, and uh-huh. in Jacksonville, I actually that's how when I started DJing, but I was DJing in strip clubs. Okay. So that was more like 
being in the South, more being in like, you know, hip hop, hardcore hip hop, like dance music, like, you know, I'm getting getting that ass shaking. Yeah. So like when I moved here, I wasn't DJing. I didn't really go into DJ right away. I did all the little things and I, I found my way back into DJing. And it was different because people saw me. They were like, oh, you sound different. Like, how? Like, you're doing this. Oh, you're doing this. You're doing this. Yeah, because, like, when I DJ, it's not about divas. A lot mm-hmm. of people like DJing as, like, a, I guess I'm not considered, I'm not a typical gay DJ because, like, while I do love divas, yeah, I'm not, like, doing the divas. I'm doing what I think is going to make people dance. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm going to take the whitest thing and make it the blackest thing in the world. Mm. You know, I I love, I have like this, uh, uh, My Heart Will Go On remix that's like uh, reggae. And I'll play that. Like, like little stuff it. like that is what I like. It's just like, it, it's different because like in Florida, I'm used to, you're used to turning on the radio and you're hearing things and you go to the club and you like, oh, well, this is a different remix. Yeah. And that's how I just want to be. I don't like playing things that, like if I turn on the radio, it's the same thing. Yeah, I want something different, mm-hmm. and you know I think that's what people love about me. And I and I mix all genres together. I'm not just like one thing. I like to include everybody. You know, right, right completely. I think there's that perfect balance of you know having the song that everybody knows that might be like the biggest song out right now. So one people could sing along to it, but also putting your own twist right. on it. So you're not literally just downloading the song and playing it like, for people you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. celine everybody knows that song they'll know the lyrics but then once they hear the twist they're just like oh hold up <laughs> yeah and that reaction as you know a club goer that's something that i look forward to i look forward to being gooped and gagged whether somebody's performing or whether the dj's doing something like i want to be surprised even if it's something stupid you know yeah i love a little like just a twist of people like okay all right all right you know like oh he gonna play he playing this song and then it changes like Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> That's the thing. I I still need to go see you, DJ Two. It's still need to, and I will. I've listened to your mixes though. That's one thing I have been doing. Following you on SoundCloud, listening to the mixes still. But I mean, this weekend, babes. <laughs> I know you're Hunt. busy. We all busy. I was gonna say we all trust, busy. New, I know. Part time and partly paid. <laughs> Really hard. Yeah, I'm over there sitting pretty, so I, I understand. You know, if you got to work, you got to work. You can't go out. It's different. My mm-hmm. world is different. You know, you have a, a day. Yours mm-hmm. is during the day and mine's at night, so, you know. Don't worry. I will I will jump a turnstile for you right. later this weekend and make myself over to me? the... All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've lost a little bit of weight, so hopefully I could be the cute girl that slides underneath the turnstile. And chill. Well, never mind. I actually have this, so never mind. I'll take the emergency exit door. But... um. I wanted to ask you, besides you, who else do you look up to when it comes to DJing on a grander scale and locally here in New York City? Well, here was like when I first started going out, it was uh, I was going to uh, my the best party I went to was uh, a Westgate. It was Frankie's party. Yes. It was just like a total different from anything I had seen. It was like literally the first party when I moved here where I felt like I belonged because oh. everyone was just like, just like you know, weird, or just like their own, like they were confident in their weirdness and yeah. just having a good time. So that's when I like, you know, I saw like Nita Aviance, who was like one of my, literally one of my favorites. Like even yeah. if I'm not like working, 
I literally have to go see him in the Carry Nation. Like they're like my favorites. People like Corey Craig. I love mm-hmm. Corey Craig and his all his house. You know, so like people like that. Even Frankie Sharp when like when he was like more and more DJing, I love the I love to just go see him. It was I don't I just love that that vibe of people mm-hmm. just, you know, being so confident in themselves. Yeah, I think there's clubs and there's DJs that have it. And there's clubs and DJs that don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's events that have it and then there's events that don't. Yeah. And we've all been to, and we've all had one of those nights where a certain song plays and you're just looking around and you're like, damn, I don't want to be corny right now, but this is so beautiful. Or at least that's <laughs> me. I've had moments like that where I'll just be like, You oh start my. crying? <laughs> <laughs> that's happened multiple times before. I'm a tourist, so I guess like I'm dramatic and like internally very emotional. So that has happened so many times. And I have a very strong connection to music. So yes, that's happened a lot of times, especially as of lately, as of like post-pandemic clubbing era and stuff like that. There'll be a certain song that comes on. I'm like, it's so beautiful. I like teared up a bit to break my soul when it came on in the club the other week. Because it was so pretty. Like especially oh, you heard the, it the first time? Yeah, because you see everyone and we're, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about people like reacting certain ways to songs. Yeah. Like everyone looked at it, their friend, they're just like, oh my God, that's the first time we hear it. You know, they'd be the age, they'd be like, oh, when are you going to play this song? Uh-huh. Right. Right. And uh, then Get my phone hear, out and film my TikTok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I will not be doing <laughs> any of that. I love when people live in the moment. Yes. I do feel like, you know, as a DJ and as an encore, it, like, social media has, like, taken over so much. Yeah. That sometimes it's like, as a DJ, you're like, oh, I want people just to enjoy the music yeah and you look out in the crowd all you see is phones and someone needs to you know film this tiktok doing the same song you know 45 times and it's just like yeah just live in a moment and have yeah. a good time yeah you it's know? like there's nothing wrong like if you're really feeling it right. whatever take your cute little story or a picture or whatever but like after like every single song girl it's like come on like you just look corny like put your phone down your hips should be moving and not your shoulder blades yeah exactly and you just look crazy like this thing just looks wild after so many times dead plan i'm like oh you ain't you're not even having a good time my thing is like you're not having a good time why you even there you didn't didn't pay it again so when i see people on the dance floor and they just like it'd be like that one or two people just in the middle they're like in the middle dance floor not having a good time like but why you like you literally could Hunt. leave? Right, there's a bar on every corner. I mean, yeah. you can literally go to bodega and twerk. So like, why are you in? Why are you? You don't need right. to be here and be right. bad. Right, it why looks you like bad? you need to go to a restaurant or something and <laughs> sit down and sit somewhere <laughs> yes. more appropriate for you, not this place. I don't understand that. A lot of people too. I feel like they do this thing where they think they're really like fly or they're really killing in the club. They just oh, look, just like, oh. and I'm like, huh? No, looks like backed up or. <laughs> Stomach hurts. So what's going on in those high waisted pants? Like, <laughs> smile, smile oh, in the club. Right. I do love a tom though. <laughs> I bring, I bring tums and mints with me to the club, and sometimes and I'll I like snack on. No reason. Yes, yeah, yeah. I brought Altoids the other day, and someone was like, "Are you trying to kiss someone?" I was like, "No, I'm hungry. Like, I just want a little snack." I'm These a good person, so like, I literally in the night will probably go through like sometimes two packs or so of like. Mm-hmm. The, but a lot of times I buy the the big. Pack uh, from CBS, like the of the uh, extra. Yes, the one in the plastic. Yeah, the it'd, be like 30, it'd be like thirty-five yeah. pieces. You're like, oh man, can't touch me. This like, clutch right here. I'm like, bitch, I got it right there. It's a full-on like clutch and everything. 
think this pack of gum is <laughs> camp. I'm using it as a wallet now, baby. As a little clutch for this evening. Ooh, I never thought about that. Isn't that good? Yeah. Isn't that really yeah, kind? You could use it as a little card you could. thing. Just like, okay, well, yeah. just like my cards. Oh, oh, do you have gum? No, baby. I'm. I was trying to pay my tab, <laughs> but have a good night. But yeah, I don't understand people that go to the club to sit around. There's a few events here in the city where they're very that, and that's yeah. the point of that is to go and like and socialize be pretty. and just like. <sighs> That's so boring. I, I always, I so always feel like I understand it, but I always like, like if I'm, like if you're gonna socialize, why don't you just stay? I, it'd be cheaper to stay home, right? Right. You know. Right. Like, you, know, you just, you just out here and just like sitting around, like, oh, you're waiting. But I think also some people, some people just don't understand, know how to lose their inhibitions. So like, yeah, they, they're more like just, they're just conservative. They're like, I think they're worried about how people are going to look at them, mm-hmm. like. When I was like, when I wasn't like specifically in nightlife DJ, I would just go out and dance, and I just yes. be just, you know people like, damn, you can move, you can dance. I'd be like, and I was like, I was just having a good time. I'm sweating, like I've literally sweated through my mm-hmm. shirt, and I just it really just didn't care. Yeah, I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I can, I feel like some people are always so they're so self conscious about you know what they wear or what they have on that they. Forget just that, you know, loosen up and have fun. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why I like, I've only been once, but, and you could relate to this because you DJ there. I love partying in Fire Island. Yeah. At least like, the at least the one place I've been to, I think it's called Cherries. It's right yeah, on yeah, Cherries, Cherries. the water. I thought that was so cute. We, my friends and I, we went literally like for a quick weekend. We went to the beach and from the beach, we just changed into like, what the fuck Whatever. ever. Like our shit rip ass right. shorts and tank tops and just went straight to the club. I was still throwing it like I was in a full fit and everything too. <laughs> but see, that's and the thing so that I hate it because like people, if you can have like the same group of people, they go to the island and like they're so free. And they don't care about anything. Yeah. But those same people will come back to the city and like they, they revert back to not that person you saw mm. on the island. And I just wish like a lot of people, like how they feel so free on the island, I wish they would carry that around with them all the time and yeah. carry it into the city and not be so like, I don't know, just like mad at the world. I don't know. Right. I was going to ask you that. What's the difference between partying in fire island versus partying here in the city i don't know i, I, don't know. I think it's just I don't, know. I don't know i think i think out there it's just like like you said people just don't it's like you're stuck out there <laughs> right so it's like you either have a good time or like yeah. you go be mad and you can't go nowhere like the last boat gone you can't go nowhere yeah. so it's like i gotta have fun if i'm not gonna like it, it forces. I think it forces you to have fun, and if you go with a good group of people, I think a lot of times like people like when they surround themselves with like people that they love and have a good time, mm-hmm. then they loosen themselves up. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know, because like out there, you know, you don't care. It's so nice outside. People will wear dresses and people will, will like literally wear nothing. Yeah, and, you know that, and they're not the same way when they're in the city. Like out there, they wear they'll throw on a wig. They go to like tea, a different, you know, and like put on a wig. And then just have have a good old time, uh-huh. but they won't do that in the city because they're just so, I guess they're so con- self conscious about where they are, or what how they need to be. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's very interesting. I think Fire Island is a bunch of different types of people where yeah. it almost makes it. I don't know. It adds a certain essence to it. Like I like that at fucking cherries, and it's 
two in the morning, you're out there dancing on the water. Like, there's fucking, like, old people there. There's young, you know, kids right. there. Like, everyone is there. It's just all about having a good time and dancing is the point of it. And some nights the music might not even be the greatest, but it's but still you, you it's just good, fun. You're with your friends and having a good time. It's you're like, whatever. Fun. <laughs> yeah, like, they'll be playing, like, the generic hits. Like, the Gimme a Man, all, all like, those hits that we've heard. <laughs> oh, like, Gimme, Gimme, all that. Like, we've heard like it. The ABBA version. Yes. <laughs> Which we love. Oh, no. I was going to say, but I've the heard it. The share is better. The share is the superior it's, version. It's, it's more upbeat. And then while you're there, you might as well go into Hung Up, too. If might we're well. well, usually, I, I, sample. you know, if you play the Hung Up, you play it until, like, it, it's a break when, like, it's, like, going down. Yeah. And then you bring in the other song, and then you, like, put it, like, every, like. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when, people, when, when you play Hung Up, people think it's that. Yes. And they get excited. And they like, hear half oh. past 12, and then they're like, oh, shit, it's yeah. the. And they're like, my down. They're like. And they feel let down. It's weird. People feel let down. I'm like, but it's still good. But then they're like, oh, right. this is a journey. I'm like, girl, let me take you on a journey. Baby, you know, it's a, a journey. We are I'm going to take you. You can get club. it. You'll hear Madonna you tonight. It. Trust me. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> Sergey. like, just <laughs> don't worry. You will be fine. Don't let your poppers hit you too hard. You know? <laughs> oh, that's the one thing I hate. Poppers. Me too. I just don't under at the bar. I don't get it because like me <laughs> being like the DJ and I'm above. It's like literally all the smells oh, like they no. come up. So like a lot of times it's just like hitting me, and I'm like I'm not like I'm not having sex. So I don't understand. Yeah. If you're not having sex, I just don't understand. People like hit it like it's just like you know like it's cocaine now. They're like just because it gives them like good. some quick buzz and everything. Like, I'm, I'm like now your booty hole loose. <laughs> For no reason in the middle playhouse. What? <laughs> the middle place for no reason. And Wrong then it's always it's always that one person who drops a bottle, it breaks. Yes. And now it's just like you're like, oh my God. And it it like as when I'm DJing, like it's and like they hit you, your head just like starts to pound. You mm -hmm. know? And it's not not in a good way. No. No, <laughs> not in the way where they want. Especially most times, you're right by the speaker too. Yeah, so your so head like is the, already pounding. The music, I got this, and then I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, uh, uh, stop. I'm like, I get on the like, hey, can y'all stop? Right, you sniff <laughs> elsewhere. Please go outside to sniff or something, because I don't know. I'm even in intimate settings. I'm not a poppers girl. I used to be. And then I came to a very harsh realization, and I was like, no. What, that is like video cleaner? Is I just hate them. I just hate them. The I smell. Yeah, I've had, like, concussions and shit before, so I'm always, like, paranoid that my brain is just going to explode. Like, say, like, I hit them too much or whatever. I mean, maybe. And, <laughs> and I was once in an intimate moment with this man, and I was ever so riding him, and I took a hit over whatever you call them. I sniff them. I don't fucking know. I smell them. I don't know. Yeah. And it just all hit me way too hard and way too quick and in the place where I wasn't even trying to be hit like that. And I was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I just put them down. I was like, guys, like, are, you, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I just need your a heart is beating. Oh, my God. Beating and, and you're sweating and you're hot. You're like, oh, it I'm was about to die. What's what's going on? It was because when you get some, uh, you have some good stuff and you hit it really good, you're like, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not fun. Like, and I don't see the whole loosening benefits 
of it. Oh, you want to feel the the tension? No, I, my see, there's tension in my shit regardless because it's tight. <laughs> Not even to be that girl, especially this absentness going on. But um, yours popping because it's tight. But it's just like I don't, I don't know. Like people, you know, sniff it to loosen their assholes, right. right? Right. I don't see the difference, personally. Like I don't see the point of it. People sniff poppers too before they give head. I've never tried that. I heard that's a different experience that. Maybe I'll have to. I feel like it, it pushes you. Then you're like, you're like, <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> oh, she's already. I'm throat. already there. Already the <laughs> I was about to say, if my face is looking at a pelvis in an intimate setting and there's pubes and shit in my face, I already know what time it is. I, why do I need to sniff this bottle of nail polish to know that I need to change this man's life? There's no, like, I, I don't understand <laughs> the difference it makes. If anything, I'll just take like a shot. Or something that would happen. I don't even drink like that, but which I don't. I'm uh, sober over over eight years now. Really, there's a lot of people in nightlife that I know that are sober. Do you think that has to do like your occupation has to do with? I think Roddy. What happens is that um, the worst type of alcohol is free alcohol. That yep. and drugs. So like you get to a point where like. You know, it was at the point where, like, that's all I want to do. It's like it becomes a social thing, and then you're just drinking. Now you're smoking. Now you're doing you're doing drugs, and it's, it becomes a whole thing. Even if you don't want it to, it just becomes it became a thing for me. Yeah, and it was taking over my life. And like a lot of times, like I've had a lot of incidents. But see, when I lived also when I lived in Florida, I drove. Which it was a lot of times of drinking and driving right. and things, and I have had many accidents. Um, and like I think the last time is that I can't remember. I woke up and I guess I had threw up on myself, and my mom had to clean me up. And like I think that was the last when that happened. I was like, "All right, this is this is this is a chop for me." Yeah, I, I because I'm that ter- type of person. Like I just go all the way in. You know, I don't like have that limit. And I felt like, you know, I can't do this. I can't sustain myself. And once I pulled away from it, especially here in New York, everything became better for me in my career. Like, you know, like, oh, he's responsible. But even with that, it's like I, I, I feel better. Like, I can wake up and, like, I can go to bed, at, get home at, like, 6 o'clock and wake up at, like, 10 o'clock and, like, be ready to go. You know, I'm not right. hungover. You know, I, I just, I don't know, I see things differently. You yeah. know, but that's the only thing. That's, I guess that's a drawback now sometimes, because like in the bar, you like literally are so self self aware of things that sometimes you're like, you wish you weren't. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that extra t- confidence that tequila will give you. Yeah, and now I'm just like, oh lord, these people are awful. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm the friend that drinks the least out of our friend group. If I'm feeling spicy one night, I'll drink, I guess. But I've gotten like fucked up, fucked up in years it's just not my thing anymore and being around like drunk drunk people when you're the only sober one my god it's, it's the worst because you're just like so girl get it together and they're just like falling <laughs> and you're like and especially when it's like if it's that friend it's like that all the time yeah you be like come on sis eighth week in a row <laughs> eighth week in a row and we're still here are you still alive <laughs> some people really be taking it like chance you know, and some people can just drink like that you know 
I mean, I was one of those people that would drink, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the type that either gets really angry over the smallest thing someone says, like that's racial, mm-hmm. like crazy, or I, I just go to sleep. <laughs> so I would be that, that person at the bar drinking and passed out. <laughs> I'm the same way too. I can't drink a lot. Or also just get sleepy. Horny or sleepy. Kind of that's me all the time, I guess. But I don't know. And I was gonna ask you too, since we're talking about uh clubbing and nightlife, and since this is a more recent topic, I guess, uh lately there was a lawsuit put out by it was Frankie Sharp. Yeah, Frankie Sharp, who used to work at the Q and he was accusing them of discrimination and whatnot, became this whole thing. Y'all all saw it. I'm not going to go into the depths and explain it, but as somebody that works at Nightlife and as somebody that works at many of the clubs here in New York City, I just wanted your take on that situation, especially because, unfortunately, this isn't the first time we've seen it, and it's not going to be the last. It's not the first. It's not going to be the last. Yeah. Like, specifically at that bar, like, last year when they opened, I had an incident when I was, I was paid to be there, and, like, I was, uh, I was playing what I'm – like what people know me to be playing mm-hmm. and then i was told oh well you know we need you to be more inviting to the people walking in the bar on this first floor and like could you just be like a little more pop and like when i had that incident, and like even some of the promoters there they saw the change in what i was playing and they were like girl what happened i was like well i was told that they want to do this and they were at that point you know i was paid to be there so mm-hmm. like I wasn't going to make a scene. I just, you know, did what they asked. Right. But, like, afterwards, I was like, this is the place I know I'm not. I would never work here. And I meant that part of my career where I could choose where I want to work. Mm-hmm. And this was a place where I just decided I wasn't going to work. Maybe they wanted me to host and bring people and dance, mm. which I enjoy doing that. Yes. But, like, being working, I was like, no, because I have had that experience, and I've had that experience with places before mm-hmm. who's also told me how to do it. I've had a place where like, even one of my one friends had a works at one of the bars, and he was told to, could you whiten up the music? Like, literally told, Yeesh. could you whiten up the music? And it's, oh it's, it's disheartening that it's like you hire a DJ. Like, as a DJ, especially in a bar, it's more of an open forum, so like you should trust a DJ to be able to look at that. A DJ, a good DJ, should be able to look at the crowd and know what he can play and what he can play. And like as the crowd changes, they go in this and going through and out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just tell me what the what to play. You know, yeah. so then that that kind of put me off. And then the, I saw all the other things that were happening there. And like I guess at one point they said they wanted the right type of Latin people to be in the bar, and not the Latino people. They wanted like you know, you know. But if it also Jeez. becomes into that whole thing, where like a lot of bars, a lot of places will say I have a Latin night, but it almost it is it it becomes less of appreciation and more of fetishization. Exactly. Which you know a lot of white men tend to fetishize you know Latin. Men, so a lot of times mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, you might have a Latin night, but to me, that's not being diverse, that's more of you having a night where you feel like you have an open playground for yourself. It just sounds like they're trying to reach a quota, yes, you know what I mean. 
like, hmm, okay, so we have Caucasians here <laughs> filling the facility every night of like, hmm, let's do something special. What's like, this? it just, like, it seems so ingenuine. And there's always that thing that people always feel like, you know, if you if you play this type of music or, like, if you allow this certain type of group in, like, the bar is not going to make money. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's this ghetto thing they always say and i was like what what do you mean by ghetto i hate when people say like oh uh, it's a little ghetto up in here like what does that mean what, what do you mean uh, I, like, i'm like ex- right tell me what do you mean by it's ghetto up in here right already the request to make the music more inviting is very condescending what do you mean more inviting you're the dj you're inviting people right. already <laughs> and there's different types of people coming in so I'm inviting to everybody. Exactly. So what you're doing is working. Thank you. So, but then, and then I hate, because now it's putting a lot of people in, in like the nightlife and like just in general, mm-hmm. they're having to pick and choose their battles. Like, do I want to stay somewhere as they're trying to change things and be a part of the change? Or do I want to pull myself out of the situation? Can I afford to pull myself out of the, out of the position and, mm-hmm. you know, find another place where I feel I'm more accepted without having to wait for there to be change. Right. Yeah. A lot of people I think are having a it's hard like, time. It's a more issue. It's, and it's, it's tougher for people who like, if they like depend on that. Yeah. If that's specifically the only place they're working. Like there's, they they have a couple mm-hmm. of bars. So like if that's the only place that you're working, it's, 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 it's tough. Cause I've been in that situation before. It's like, it's like, Yes, I want to be um, socially conscious and I want to make a change and help things change. But it's also like, okay, I can't be out. Like, am I going to, I can't allow myself to be forced out on the street if I don't have another opportunity. Exactly. Some people have an opportunity where they can leave and they can do something else. And some people don't. So it's not a black and white issue. Yeah. It's like, there's so many different ways you could go with these things. It's either boycott and ban or change and grow and there's other places which and they people don't fuck. boycott people at the end yeah. of the day people are going to go where they want to go you mm-hmm. know Completely. so it's like even though you're making changes people are st- still going to go where they want to go you know and mm-hmm. they're not going to think of the other things you know what i mean yeah. and like I, and like i said like personally me i wouldn't want to be involved in those places but like you know i'm not going to I don't want to wish bad on people who like they, you know, like if they're going they there to that, make their, living. you know, and that's yeah. what people, some people need that. So like, I can't be upset mm-hmm. with someone trying to make a living for themselves. Right. How do you feel about the position change with uh, Louis Fernando now being the thing is, I personally don't know him. Yeah. I just know that the first step that he made was a misstep. And I feel like maybe he needs to make sure he's surrounding himself with people who who want to um who want to see change like maybe open like an open forum and ask people exactly what do they see in nightlife mm-hmm. that they want to see they want to see the change yeah not just come up with things that you think that might be better because then you it's like you're you're going back in the same circle and things are are bound to go back to where they where they were you know you can't be like oh well you know it's like i saw some people posting well you know okay well it's still busy 
that makes it seems like that there was never a problem. Exactly. It was just a little bump there. Okay, back to normal. Yeah, and it's yeah. like there is an issue, but it's not just like I said. It's not just this bar. It's just in that's it's in general in nightlife. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's things that just you know they do need to be changed, but like yeah. it's nice to have an open forum. I think at the end of this month um, is Neon Calypso. I think July thirty first. Yep. She's having like this uh, this caucus at the uh, three dollar bill yep. just to talk about you know you know racism and discrimination in nightlife and just about I guess everyone maybe having an open forum to discuss their grievances and see where we can go from there okay. and how it changed. So maybe it might be good for like someone like him and some other people of the team to come there just to see, just to hear people's grievances. Cause you know, some people are like, well, I've never had the experience, but you can't negate, yep. you can't negate someone's experience or having proof of that experience just because you haven't experienced. You haven't experienced exactly. that. You know, and some exactly. people, you some people will never experience what I've experienced. So you can't negate my feelings or tell me how I should feel about things. Or it's like you need to be open to change. So being open right. to change means you need to actually get to the root of the problems and just you know change. I want I want you know in nightlife mm-hmm. I want every I want it to be a family you know and I want yeah. everyone to be better everyone to prosper. But at the end of the day, we all need to listen to each other. If we want things to be better, yeah. we really need to listen to each other, not just be like. Sweep things back under the rug because you keep sweeping things back in the rug. It just everything just goes back into completely. It just goes back into like this stagnant thing of nothing's going to change. Yeah, because unfortunately, a lot of people are selfish and they'll only do something until something happens to them. That's when suddenly people. Oh, oh, well, you know, I like this. I'm like, well, this has been going on, uh, you know. Exactly. You should have (laughs) been. You should have been just as reactive and gooped and gagged when this happened. Right. To, you know, somebody you go to the club with. Like we've just, had this issue before and like those places like people still went. You know, it didn't I mean maybe the pandemic can't happen and some mm-hmm. of these places closed down. But like the problems didn't change. You know, it just kind of just went to another bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it is just like it doesn't have to be that hard if you care. It it, it doesn't. doesn't. It, it just we just people just need to have more of an open conversation of change, you know, mm-hmm. for things to change. Like I said, yeah. if you want change, you literally need to you need to ask people what they want for change. Yeah. And you have to be open to it, you know? You have to be open to what everyone... You, you need the inputs of the community. If you want the community to be better, you need the input of the community to be better. Exactly, because then it becomes a whole business ordeal and it's all work that's being done within the powers that be. And it's like, no, that's not... The whole because you can always fix the surface, <laughs> exactly. but like if you don't never get to the root and change what's you know below the surface, exactly. It just you know, like I say, in the, the day, is people are still gonna go do what they want to do. They're gonna spend their dollars where they mm-hmm. want to spend their dollars, but you should still want actual change. Not yeah. say change, you should want actual change. Yeah, completely. And I know you like changing scenery and whatever like when it comes to playing like you know you play in fire island you play here in the city and you also tour a lot too how'd you get into touring what made you want to get into touring and being a traveling dude literally because i you know working with most of the immersion with all the drag queens and Mm -hmm. like you know i used i like working with monet and like before they were on drag race her and bob 
And then they had an opportunity where like they wanted to do one woman shows, and they like asked me, "Oh, can you, do you want to go?" Mm-hmm. And like, and some, some I was like, mm, "I don't know, I'm gonna take off. I, I gotta, I gotta take off work. Like, how is that gonna affect me?" But then like, I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. And like, once I started doing that, I like fell in love with it because it's, it's fun. Like you, everyone, you, like when you live in New York City, it's like you want to be, you love New York City. Yeah. And it's like I go anywhere else, and like I always like, oh, I miss New York City. But like sometimes it's like you had to leave to appreciate it. And I love going to different cities where like mm-hmm. because people don't know you, and like they don't, they are more appreciative. Like we get so used to seeing people all the time right. and, and seeing great talent that we forget that these people we forget that people are talented and we should appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And when you go out, even when on tour, people actually appreciate you for your talents, and like it makes you. It has this giddy feeling when you see people like, you know, when the curtain closes and people are on their feet, like a standing ovation of a thousand people who are just life has changed because, you know, you've DJed for this show, you know, you've been a part of this show and like a part of this culture. Yeah. And it was like, it almost, it also felt, made me feel good that when they had the chance, they were able to bring, you know, someone, someone, and someone black. Of, of of color on tour with there's them, so you know, that, yeah. Which is there's so few. There are a lot of I guess BIPOC or DJ. There's not a lot of black DJs in this gay nightlife. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like you know people of color and like you know DJs, but there's not a lot of black DJs. So it's nice to. I know it just made me feel good that they wanted me to mm-hmm. go on tour with them, and like now. I, I love it. Anytime that they have a tour, like I was just, uh, Monet just started doing more comedy stuff. I and she, we were in Montreal for a show. And it was, it was just, it was so much fun. Just How was like, it DJing you know, a comedy gig? Does that? It was fun because it was literally right? more of me just like playing people coming in. Okay, and cute. like, uh, and then like talking back and forth for her. But it was her, it, that one was different than the one she's doing more now. More now is more to stand up. That was more like, Comedy mixed in with drag. Mm, okay. So like a one woman show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a one woman show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it was different, but it was it's it's always fun. Always fun. It's it's also usually go to like places like Canada, which I love Canada. Yeah. Because usually people in Canada are always are so nice. Right. And literally when I usually when I'm going, it's, it's literally also because I'm only like the it's, it's only like five or six black. Like I went to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Montreal. We were in Vancouver. I say we were in Vancouver uh-huh. for just for laughs. And literally, when I was there, I probably saw like maybe five black people like just walking around the street. And it's interesting, Damn. like just like you, there's literally a lot of places in Canada. There just literally aren't a lot of black people. So that that was always like the joke when like Monet or Bob we go and they be like, oh, I brought when, if us and my DJ and the dancers. We tripled the black population. <laughs> So <laughs> and it was like true. A lot of times we go out to the bar and they were like, "Oh, are you?" I'm like, "No." Is it just because I'm black? You think I'm like Bob and Monet? We look nothing alike. But it's just because like they're not Ugh. used to a lot of these places. Yeah, they're literally just isn't a huge black problem. It's like nothing right, wrong with. Right. But everyone's like nice. It's just tech, there's just not a lot of black people in yeah. some places I've been in Canada. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they appreciate you more. I don't know. Yeah. Would you say Canada is <laughs> one of your favorite? I love Places it. to travel where in Canada? Because you mentioned Vancouver. Have you done Toronto? Uh, uh, I have done Toronto. Toronto, yeah. yeah. I feel like Toronto is like, it's like kind of like New York. It's like a lesser New York. For yeah. Me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the small towns. Like we went to a pl- when I first my first tour was with uh, Monet. I mean with Bob, and we did the uh, Crazy Black Lady tour. And our first stop was uh, Saskatoon and Saskatchewan. And it's like this. Girl. It's like out in the prairie, but like <laughs> these people. Is there was so much? It was oh, so much so fun. fun. Like the small. I love the little smaller towns where there's like one gay bar that everyone goes to. Yeah. And it was called Divas, and literally it was like better than most bars I go to in New York City. Like they Divas had, is a fierce. They had like the lights. They had like the stage. The fall. Oh. Like it was. It was fierce, and it was just so much fun. So like they're like Ottawa. I was with Moncton. I loved Moncton for a while. Uh, just all those smaller places I, I truly love. Only place I haven't yeah. been to, like I thought I said, I meant to say, I didn't mean to see Montreal. I haven't been to Montreal, or Quebec, or Calvary, but I went. I've been to basically like every other city, every other like province. Yeah. Where else would you say you love touring and? We've I, I only did, we've done that, and I've done like the uh, when I was in Monet, we did a lot of the like Midwest part but like yeah we also did uh london we did uh i mean really? we, went to, we went to the uk mm-hmm. we went we did like a whole skirt in the uk and that was fun mm-hmm. so i enjoyed my uk i always say like if i were to move it would be somewhere like in canada or like you know in uk i love london london was so much fun london that was like fun to party that in. was like my our last show that we did the last civil ride we did was so much fun um it was just like i don't know just like I said, it was like when you when you're done, you do that curtain mm-hmm. curtain bow, and people are just like that thrill of seeing everyone so happy. Yeah, it just it like really makes the you're like world. oh shit, they really loved it. Yeah, I was a Jeremy. Like they really yeah, loved they, this shit. They yeah, they loved it. You know, and it's it's nice that they and they also they're seeing because like most of the time when you've been on tour, it's literally maybe like an assistant or like one of the dancers are white. Everyone else is like, you know, black. Yeah. White. And it is, it's nice that to bring that into places. You know what I mean? Completely, completely. What's like a crazy tour story? Because I've overheard some on the Well, Steve for Rocker me, Wait it was, podcast. I, um, I, I, where were we? We were at, um, I forgot where I was. Uh, I was in Winnipeg. Okay. And I went out and I met these people. I met these I met these people and they're like, Oh, we're going to our house. So I went to their house and like it was fun. We like hung out. We were like mm-hmm. we, we were uh you know doing everything and then like ended up like making out with you know, things happen, hot tub, all kind of things happen. Which I'm all friends with them now Love still. It. But I had to be back at the hotel in the morning to uh catch the bus. But I did not set an alarm. So, like, I literally woke up, literally probably only had, like, I would say I probably had, like, maybe 25 minutes before the bus, uh, before, like, the van was going to pull up to go to the airport. Mm. I literally, like, woke up, literally, like, I had to run, like, a mile and, like, because I couldn't find a cab. I had, had, like, my, I had (laughs) had to run a mile and the cold, like, it was, like, below, it was probably, like, below 15. And I'm literally in my Tim's, like, running. So I was running to the hotel. I got to the hotel. I went upstairs and, like, packed everything. I literally had, like, when I was done, I probably had five minutes before the van came. Mm-hmm. So I, like, literally almost missed. And like you I made first, it. I made it. But I literally almost wow. I literally almost missed it. And I was, like, I was just glad that I woke up at the time I needed to wake up. Because yeah. I, if I had, like, missed 
the bus mm-hmm. and missed the, the plane, that would have been... They'd have been like, where the fuck is Two-Face? Yeah, that, that would have been a good thing. <laughs> yeah. They'd have been like, okay, well, this is the last day ah, he's going to... Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry, I guess not. Oh. It's like that Destiny's Child I, meme where they're just like, oh, you could fly your stuff home. <laughs> they're kicking fair out the group like, without her even is. knowing. It's a child for her. We could just Bring send your stuff her. home. Yeah. <laughs> How's it been working with Bob and Monet and like... Especially you've been around since they were here just working I, around I mean, I, I love them. I was just, um, I saw Monet when I went to DragCon, every single DragCon. Um, they're great people. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, they're so talented. And it's just like, it's it's a joy to see them prosper on TV. But it's also, I'm also that person like, I'm in the I'm in the forums and seeing people like talk shit about oh, yeah blah blah blah. I'm like, well, most of y'all have never seen these seen these girls perform live. Then you know, like even like the like the latest Drag Race where they did like the uh, you know, the monologue. People were like, oh, this is different. I was like, well, if you live in New York City or like, that's if you're drag. In drag. That's drag, you know. And those are things that she knows. You know, like a lot of these girls know. I was like, to me, that's to me, a monologue knowing every breath, knowing that is more and. More impressive than a lip sync because a lot of times they do these lip syncs. These girls don't know their songs. They're just doing flips and tricks. And it's just like, it's, exactly. it's not, this is, you had to have talent. You literally had to sit there and like you had to know something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I wonder how they did it too, considering, you know, when they filmed Drag Race, they're like pretty much in quarantine, all that. Yeah. I wonder if they got provided the video or if they were just given the audio. Like, cause that makes a difference too when it comes, like memorizing the lip sync. Oh, like, that. you know, I mean, they I mean, but most of them know those certain those certain things like that. That though. I think it feel like that monologue. Anyone who's gay usually knows know, that knows that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like a lot of these songs, I think some people don't know. Like that one time, Roger was like, she's like, I didn't know the song. She's like, I just that's why she's like, I could have learned it. Yeah, decided not to because I didn't think I was gonna be in the top, so I didn't care. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of them will throw out the lip syncs. You know, so a lot of these girls don't song. know. And you gotta think about like someone like her. She's like forty eight. So like a lot of some of these songs, like do you think she's gonna know better in color by Lizzo? No, that's not of her. That <laughs> that was a very interesting for those two girls to sing. Jinx and Raja. I was like, this is a mess. better in color. Lizzo didn't want this. Lizzo is like gonna pick anyone <laughs> else. And there's been iconic lips Lizzo lip syncs. Like I mean, obviously like the good as hell one. Right, 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 right. Is one of like Tigers' right. most memorable yeah. lip syncs and whatnot. So she goes home and they're like, oh, because she. Didn't. I'm like, no, there's a whole aesthetic of it that just y'all didn't get. sometimes people don't get it drag is so subjective it is wild especially when it comes to lip syncs too because there's some where the person that won won and everyone's like oh they should have won i'm like "Mm, no the other person "Mm, it's very subjective of what you're looking for in a lip sync yeah so that's what i'm saying like when it's more like it just depends on what it is and Mm -hmm. like some sometimes like even when you're like watching shows like you already know who's gonna win as soon as the song comes on you're like okay she's gonna win yeah. There's no way this other girl's gonna be her. No. You're like, not this song. Exactly. <laughs> like Jada eating Trinity up in green light. You're like, okay. And the moment you this already, thing happened with like, the you already, you already know. It was a rap. You just you just know. It it's a song. Was a rap. And lip sync that I think about a lot that I don't think was a rightful win. I mean, shout out to her, but it was the Scarlet Envy and Raja O'Hara one. I thought Raja cleared the fuck out of that lip sync. Everyone loves Scarlet. It was, uh, I think Scarlet had like the scissors and everything, and she like cut the dress. What song was it? It was Last Dance by Donna Summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought Raja killed it. 
You remember which one I'm talking about now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that to see that she's on the um, All Stars. Yeah. The what's it? You uh, Canada versus the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see her again because I was I was torn with the last All Stars. I was like, like no, you know, I love Kylie, you know, and I got to hang out with her when I was in uh, uh, DragCon. But I don't. I don't it was just. I yeah. No, it was just. It was. Yeah, I thought it was. It's, I don't know. It was either Kylie, Raja, or Trinity, for me. I watched that season like sparingly though, because yeah. I was I didn't get around. That's something just not interesting. That's like this one. Like it's more, yeah. it's more interesting. But I just wish it was on actual TV, because yes, like, it's taking because away it's from on the Paramount experience. Plus. It's it also messes up with the bars because like, I mean RuPaul already seems like she just doesn't care about the bars because <laughs> she's put it on Thursday or Friday yep. where it used to be on Monday and it was it used to be like a sport. It used to be like Monday Night Football. Yeah. Okay, Monday. Because most bars aren't that busy on Monday. So it was like, okay, well, this is, I'm going to be, I can be busy this way. So now it's like you, it's because of drags on mainstream. It's like, oh, Thursdays and Friday. And then when you change it to Friday at eight, it's like, okay, well, we're trying to have a night, a dance night. And now, now, and now when it's on Paramount Plus, I can literally get up in the morning and watch it. So like, Mm -hmm. even though we have, like now that we, we still have like our, our viewing parties, but like it's. It's harder to get the people there because pe- most people have already seen it. And most people don't, when it's on yeah. the TV, most people don't have cable. So, like, oh, I, I don't have VH1. I'm coming to the bar to watch it. It's different. It's packed. Exactly. It's, it's, it's standing room only. Yeah. But now it's like, Anybody, I'm like, I can sit at home and watch this. I ain't coming out to go. It's, it's a difference. That's the thing. It's now used as like the buffer for people to kind of like wait and drink a little bit in the bar before yeah. the night and actually like, gets started. Whereas like, that used to be the main event. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. and it's like, and it shows. It's like my nights when it's a regular drag race, busy in the beginning, like for the early part of the night. Mm-hmm. But now, like when it's just that, it's so slow. And even like, even though the girls, my girls, the assassins who like uh, do the viewing party, even though, obviously, come and see us tomorrow. Um, it's it's a total difference. It's just not as busy as it used to be. I don't know. Drag drag just messes up everything. I I love drag, but also like it's become so a part of things that like when it's not on, it takes away from things. Yeah. It's, it's Explain very, that a bit. Okay, so like, like I would say, like our Fridays, like my Fridays was assassin. Mm-hmm. At one point, it was like. Crazy busy. Yeah. And then Drag Race came. When Drag Race comes on Fridays, it it pulls a different crowd of people. Yes. Okay. Yeah. More straight people. Yeah. And people who usually don't want, maybe want the gays that the think bar. they know how to do drag yeah. too. Yeah. And it, it's a whole, it changes the dynamic of the night, how it usually would be. And then when drag, when it goes away, it's this now, it's like you have to rebuild. When Drag Race is off, now you have to kind of rebuild the crowd back to come back early for yep. that show, which they were coming to watch drag, and now they just want to watch drag. But it also, it's also tough because like after someone's they've watched drag on TV, a lot of girls, a lot of people don't want to see drag in person, and it, it's it's sad because like they they forget that like this shit these girls here. are local. All these girls yeah. are local before they got on TV, and it and people for people forget that. It's like they'll pay thousands of dollars to go see this girl perform here, perform this because she was on TV and they don't even know them. But they forget about the local girls who have like literally making the bars what they need to be, and like they they forget about that. Exactly. 
and it's tough for some girls too sometimes just like it's like they kick and it's like it makes people feel like I think it's it makes it feel like if I don't get on a drag race then I'm not worthy or my drag isn't valid yeah and it I hate that people feel like their drag can only be validated by being on drag race yeah, exactly. And then people feel ashamed that they're a quote unquote local queen. And I'm like, being yeah. a local queen is amazing. I know a lot of girls who are more booked that than these, shit girls, is... these RuPaul girls. Right. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, there's only going to be certain girls that people are going to be fan favorites. Completely. Like, someone's going to be a villain or someone's going to get the wrong edit. Yeah. Like, you have someone like one of my best friends, Britta Filter. She got a, because of, you know, mm-hmm. the other girl, they had to edit out the other girl. They made, her more of the focus yep. and like if you've ever met Britta Filter in person you know she is an amazing sweet drag. yeah sweet and just putting their pressure cooker people see who don't know her saw this side of her and it affected her personally mm-hmm. and her drag you know people send death threats to her and all that stuff just because of a TV show at the end of the day Drag Race is a reality show. Yeah. It's not about drag. It's literally... They it's literally a competition. Pick, they literally pick and choose who they want. It's like Big Brother. They literally pick and choose who they want to be in the house, who they want to have. Yes. Con- the conflict is not about the best drag, per se. It's a reality TV show. And people forget that. And yeah. they forget that people are actually... These are actually people. You know? And they, yep. they really... They really forget that. And it, it, it sucks for like someone like her, which is like one of my good friends. Like I saw like how much going on a show and how it perceived how it truly hurt her personally mm. and just like her in general yeah because because the way she it was edited and it just it, it sucks because she's such a great person right going from really excited that right. you know you got a goal that you've been working yeah. for for a long time and then it was a pandemic it. too so like it's also no one saw anything yeah so it was fun when we went this was Jeez. the first drag con since the pandemic and she was able, um, I went out as one of her guests there and people came to see her and she was so, it was, I could see she was so happy that, that she did make a, um, you know, she made a difference in some girls' lives. These children Still, lives. yeah. And she Completely. was, it, and I was glad she got the experience of people actually, she, she had lines of people want to come see her. So she saw that there are people who love her. That's you awesome. know, there's always going to be people who hate you, just naturally you know, but it was nice that. to see i think it was nice for her to see people in person waiting these children saying oh you changed my life to see someone of you you know someone of you know see myself and you on tv yeah and like it was nice to see that and, and it like i think it, it made her feel better about herself that's amazing there's you know there's still love besides all yeah that hate that she got and everything she still has fans she's yeah. still she's still booked here Awfully a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in like the city. recently, she's been having like some health issues that she's getting through now. Yeah, but like she's she's gonna come back with a force and and doing it. You know, right? She's one of my girls. New York is the spot <laughs> when it comes to drag, and she's one. Of, she she's one of the like leaders of the city when it comes to drag, especially in Manhattan. Her like Jasmine her, Rice, Jasmine Pixie Aventura, Pixie as well. And my girls, they're so great. Yeah, they. New York changed drag, in my opinion. It like they invented, it, reinvented, and constantly keeps on reinventing. And it's different. And it's drag. like a lot of people, like even on Drag Race, people are always like, "Oh, it's a New York winner." But like people have to forget that most people who who, who like get on that show literally are not from New York. There's not many people who are like on the show are actually from, from New York. Yeah, move everywhere because it becomes it's an opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like it's just Completely. an opportunity. Like people, like you have people also like 
even in LA, a lot of those girls like like someone like Detox. Detox was was I used to live with Detox back in the oh yeah years in Orlando. So it's like she was more Orlando, and then moved to LA, and then it, she was a LA girl. So it was like it's all opportunity. Everyone, it's wherever you see an yeah. opportunity, and then like you're labeled that. Yeah, Simone's you know? not from LA too. I no. can't. She's from. Uh, I mean, she always talks about where she's from. Yeah, you know? completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like she's not. She went to LA for the opportunity, and that's why, like, a lot of girls, like, even like, yep. It was funny because, like, you know, Monet was like, "Oh, I would never move to LA," and now her and, Bob and now they are they both live in LA. But it's because, like, when you get to that certain yeah. certain level in drag, it's like, why would I live somewhere where the weather's only nice two days, two two months out of the year? Completely. When I can live in LA, when get themselves more, a house, opportunity is yeah. more, like podcasts, TV. Here in New York, the only thing that's really here is VH1. So, like, literally, if you get on the show, you come back and do press. Other than that, you know, wow and all Other that stuff that. is, like, in L.A. So, like, yeah. there's really no reason for them to be here. If you can be somewhere where the weather's nicer, why not? Exactly. And you're if traveling they, all the time anyway. That's how I think. They're traveling <laughs> anyway regardless. So why not make so. that, you know, somewhere, somewhere nicer in your home? Yeah. <laughs> speaking of them, too... There's a story that they always bring up on Sibling Rivalry. I think I heard on the new episode last night. I was taking my shower. I always listen to it when I'm taking yeah. showers for some reason. That's always just like my thing when I'm narrowing and all that. I'll just listen to them. And I'm like, ah, the soothing sounds. I love this. They were talking about something that happened on tour when it comes to, it was like one piece of rotisserie chicken, four <laughs> dancers, you, Bob, Monet, and then their two assistants. Can you explain that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I remember that. You don't remember the story? No, I don't remember. Uh, so, yeah, so apparently what happened on tour is that I think it was it was Bob that was very hungry and you guys just did a show or something and it was your whole team and the touring manager at the time just brought you guys one piece of rotisserie chicken, like a whole rotisserie chicken to share with everyone. And apparently Bob had to let the touring manager know a few kind words. <laughs> <laughs> and so they always go back and forth on it. And Bob's like, I was being fine. And Monet's like, no, you're letting that manager have it. it. Yeah, you're mad about it. And they're like, no, Two-Face is there, da, 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 all this stuff. So just wanted you to testify on... <laughs> I'm trying to Dad. remember. There's so many things that happen on tour that, like, I just sometimes you kind of block out. So Bob would love <laughs> to hear this. Yeah. So I cannot either <laughs> confirm or deny that story. Because <laughs> I was hearing it too, and Bob's reasoning was like, "It's crazy that you have eight something grown people and you're splitting watching together." And I was like, "It is valid, very valid." Oh, you know, it might have been on. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Cause we we've been on we've been on a tour where it's it's, it's different yeah and it's not uh, the manager isn't as on top of things yes <laughs> uh -huh. and uh, it's, it can be very stressful because they're just not on top of things so um, yeah when you almost have to like walk <laughs> the tour manager yeah you gotta to... walk you're like okay girl we need this we need this you should you should. This should no, have been there not, on this. It should already have been here. This is on the rider. Yeah, yeah. It, you should, baby. It's, 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 right there. The email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need that. Why is that not here? Do you have a rider? <laughs> yeah, I do. And then I get there and I'd be like, because a lot of times, like, if I'm DJing, it's like, 
I'm six six, so literally they always want to give me like this little little table. I'm like I I'm not I'm like bent over. Back. Yeah, no. I'm like I can't, I can't like no. I need give I need a high table. That's literally yeah. one of the things I, I I always request. Like I need a high table. And there's not much you could change about it too. So high table need or a high nothing. Table. Don't like, don't give me like this picnic table that I got like bend over and I'm like this, I'm like this the whole time like this. Like I just need a I need a high table. Unless they want to pay for the chiropractor. <laughs> like, That's one thing. It's like a lot of times like I'm DJing on the bars. It's like the way it's set up. It's like it's hard for me to stand and be comfortable. So that's why yeah. I just sit down. Like, they're like, "Oh, you sitting down?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm sitting down. I'm here for like eight hours. I'm going." You still gonna? I was it. You still gonna dance? It's on autoplay. You, wor- you worried about what I when I'm standing up and sitting down? That's the wrong. You worried about that? Then it ain't gonna change how I play. They're Just supposed to be standing and dancing. <laughs> I'm taking a fucking. They probably seat. mad at me because I'm standing. That's sitting down. Oh, you sitting? Down? Yes, bitch. I'm sitting down. I'm bopping and, my head, sitting down. I'm and, still enjoying the music. <laughs> Are you a flat-footed diva? That just made me ask that question. Oh, these? About it. I am. No, because you're mentioning standing. I you say you don't like standing. Well, usually now when like because I, I have on like these. These is like my favorite little. These I, Hot. I actually brand new with these little van. Okay. I love a van. I love a white van. I'm not the type of person that, like, but even though I know they're gonna get dirty, oh, I have a one pair that's dirty. Same. And then one pair that's like fresh out the box that I wear. Yep. Um, but I do put inserts in them because my feet are like I'm. A little rough, but like now, a lot of times, like if I'm working, mm-hmm. I usually wear Crocs all the times. Crocs are so cute. I was gonna. But wear I wear the. <laughs> I don't wear the clothes one. I wear the open one. So I have. They have like the slides, and then yeah. I, I, have the dazzle, all, I have all the charms. I was and I gonna that say because like they just, they're so much. They're literally more comfortable than anything else. It's crazy. Like I never thought about Crocs. So mm-hmm. I always thought they were ugly, especially like the closed toe ones. The the thing I just thought those were ugly. But like the the like slides and flip flops. They're so comfortable and cute. Yeah, I have the like the classic ones, but I put the little things on them. Yeah, and I they're, and I, I yeah, like I've literally spent like maybe three hundred dollars just on on the gib- giblets. The Whatever they are, yeah. <laughs> they sell them at the beauty store right under my building. I got myself some Peppa Pig ones. I'm like, I'm these like, are fierce. I love these. Yeah, I love a nice shoot, but like I, I'm, like I will like pay myself and be like, oh, these are cute. Like I have like a pair of uh, Louis Vuittons. Nope. And they. Nope. They are not. They're comfortable for a few hours hour. in. Yep. Exactly. And out of that, they are just not comfortable. But like, I'm like, ah. And then a lot, a lot of times I want other shoes, but like, because I have a, such a big size, a lot of places don't. don't what size are you? Sell. I'm a size 16. So a lot of places don't. A lot of the places like Balenciaga, they stop at 15. And I tried a 16 once, but like, even like really? the sock, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's a 15. That's yeah. A sock. I put my foot in there and my foot was like sitting on the outside of the, oh, the bed. No. Of the, like so I was in the sock. Yeah. But like cuz they're narrow too. Like my foot was like like floating over a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like oh this ain't go. <laughs> hanging toes hanging over <laughs> it. No. So for me, yeah, bitch, throwing a crock, I I have a couple of couple of color ones and I you know, I put little things on. I got um rhinestones and gems. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, those are cute." Like I went to a wedding yeah. and I wore Crocs. Really? But I put like black, I had like That's gems. Kind of fierce. I had like black and gold gems, and it was sparkle. And they were like, "Oh, those are so nice." Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I, I always get my toes done, so I always want to show those too. Good point. Yeah. I think the more little like giblet things too. Like even if it's so many of them and it looks ridiculous, that's the point. Yeah. It's camp. It really is. It's so fun. It's it's fun. You know? I love it. You know, I feel like and everyone wears them. 
Like Nikki wears them. Everyone, every, she, she does. Her own little, the girls you know? wear Crocs yeah. now. I have. And they the, really came in when she like had those pink ones. Everyone's like, oh, let me get, let me get a pair. I have the Sweetie line <laughs> of Crocs. Yeah, because I found a gift card somewhere, and, and like, I used that to get it. Mm-hmm. I got them for five dollars. Did you Thank get the little sweet when she had like the McDonald's like little uh, the Sweetie yeah, meal? Little meal? Did you? Get yeah, it was just like a regular like four piece or whatever. Just like when when Popeyes did like the the thigh, thigh sauce. It was literally just this it was literally the same sauce. It was the same just, sauce. Just, just different, different packaging. <laughs> but I'd be like, oh y'all got the sauce. Uh-huh. Even I know it was still like the same sweet But it was a moment though. It's a <laughs> it's a collector's item, I guess. It's a collector's item, I guess. Oh no. Yeah I got that. I was like this isn't enough food for me, first of all. I'm more than a six piece. At McDonald's, baby. I need now 20. they have like the they have the uh, the ten dollar thing, the ten dollar combo, oh, where they have like the the twenty piece nuggets and you get a large fry. Uh, like, my mouth is watering. Ooh. You know, I used to love Popeyes. They have nuggets. They're so good, but then they They're they so changed good. the price. Mm-hmm. They went up like five dollars on like the the, the twenty three piece, and I was like. I can't. I just can't. I couldn't see myself paying that much for like nuggets. That's it. No, not in this economy. McDonald's <laughs> used to have those chicken selects too. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Those were so fucking good. I was just talking about them the other day with my sister, and I'm like, those are so good. The snack wraps are so good, which they got rid of for some reason. Snack wraps. So you get. I mean, because they also almost basically got rid of the. You I mean it used to be yeah. a dollar? Like you literally be like, okay, I'm going to the dollar menu. To the dollar menu. And then it changes to the value menu, which everything is like two, two, like at least. At least two forty nine and up. <laughs> the only thing that's that, dollar, only thing that dollars now is a sweet tea. That's literally no. And it'd be like it'd be like oh crazy. well you get a medium, small, or large for a dollar. Why would I get a medium? Why would I get a small or medium? That question is I'm so gonna, offensive. I don't get it. That question I want a large. is so offensive. It's, large. It's gonna be a dollar. I'm a grown ass man. Give me a fucking large. <laughs> why, why, would I, why would I pay a dollar for a small one? I can pay the same dollar for the large one. It's like when people get kids meals as their personality traits, and I'm like mm, no. <laughs> that's a, that's not even a snack for me. That's a few bites and I'll eat the whole box. That's insane. That's insane, ma'am. I'll take a large, please. Thank you very fucking much. But I wanted to thank you for coming on and finally getting to meet you. So much fun. Too genuinely. Come back. We'll do it again. Yes. Bring anyone you fucking want to to the show because anyone who you're a fan of, um fan of genuinely and i'm a fan of yours because i do listen to your mixes on soundcloud and the other pro the other thing mix cloud yeah i listen to that as well so everything's directory instagram bam she knows it already that venmo venmo hey right exactly send me some money you know however we want to do but like drag dj here on basically everything if, yeah, if you don't, don't be the girl that's like, oh, I don't have cash. There's nothing I could do, babe. Venmo. The barcode's on the bucket. Scan I it. We have a barcode. It, see, I have a light exactly. up, I have a light up sign. I got it all. Because my thing is like, at the end of the day, I, I know I'm in a bar and I'm going to get requests. But my mm-hmm. thing is like, if you want me to be a jukebox, you know, how, what, how do you play music on a jukebox? You put money in it. Yeah. So you want to hear something? I'm going to need money. Exactly. You don't have to throw a coin at me. You could throw... Some money into my Venmo. Yeah, Thank you very much. Just let me know the song. A dollar or two. That's you know that's all I'm asking. You know, I'm not asking for. T- I mean, it'd be nice if it was five, ten, twenty. You know, sometimes I get a hundred dollars hey, and people just. I'm I'm happy. You know, but like you know, just give it a dollar. If you speed. appreciate, like you like, oh, I love the music. You know, and leave it. Appreciate. Even sometimes I, 
I think I always feel like if you leave a bar and you had a good time, you know, even if you don't have cash, why don't just go up to the DJ and be like, oh, I had an amazing time. Thank you so much. Because, like, yes. you exactly. if you've been there the whole time, obviously something kept you there. And usually it's the music and the bartender. So, like, right. when you're leaving, say thank you to everyone. Say thank you to, like, you know, person if they have a bathroom attendant. Say thank you to the security. Say, yeah. say to the bartenders, the drag queens, that you've had a good time, you know? Yeah. You know, just be nice. Be nice. <laughs> like, a simple thank nice. you goes a long way. And people... You know, some people don't 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 understand that. Some just being nice, a smile yeah. goes. Give me a smile. That goes a long way. It, being it really goes nice long. is very pretty. Like they say, it, it helps take, you age better. It takes better. more to be. It takes more to be an asshole than to be nice. It literally does, and most people are assholes because they think they're really serving face being asshole. And I'm like, no, you look fucking stupid. Like, pretty girl smile. Like, pretty girl smile at the establishment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even you like know? bumping through clubs and shit. I hate people that like push through and think there's somebody. No, you give a cute hand on the shoulder. I do a little of this on their back. I'm like, excuse me, baby. Exactly. Now, if you don't want to move, and I'm like, hey. No, that. Then I'll be like, okay, excuse me, and then I'll just kind of <laughs> gently shove them over to the side. But no, you just reach the hand across. You give a little tickle on the shoulder. You give Excuse me, baby. Oh, hi. Thank you. You do too. You look wonderful. Exactly. It's what really pretty people do. (laughs) Not that hard. But once again, let everybody know where they can find you, especially also when it comes to clubs. If people want to come out. Monday right now, if you're going out to ILM, I'm there uh, every Monday with Pixie Aventura uh, at the Pavilion. Um, We have a fun time out there. It's so much fun. Uh, Wednesdays, I'm at Rise Bar. Thursdays, I'm at uh, Pieces tonight. Uh, Fridays, I'm at Playhouse, which I also have my party, which is Play Play Fridays. And usually, um, it's just me all night. But I also have, uh, I, I pick a different girl every every uh, week to come in, who is usually always a POC, someone a POC. Mm-hmm. It's usually, and this week I have, um, what I have peaches this week. So, like, it's always a different girl. Nice, I, yeah. I, I, that's like one of my pride and joys because I get to pick who I want to work with and it's more my party. Completely. So, so I love that. And Saturdays, uh, I do a brunch uh, at Tito's Murphy during the day. Uh, we have 1 30 uh, p.m. seatings. And then after that, I have uh, uh, I, uh, I hardware for Slay Saturdays and Bionic. It's always a different drag queen or something like that. And then that's it. So, other than that, you you know, I'm here and there, here and there, <laughs> everywhere, touring soon, hopefully too. Hopefully, hopefully touring soon. Hopefully things soon. are in the works. Hopefully, things will change. We'll see what happens. But cool. I'll see I, you on tour. Hopefully, I'll definitely see you at the clubs one of these weekends yes. soon. I'll definitely come around. I promise. Mm-hmm. I promise. All right. You know I want to. I know you. Want. And you know I genuinely do love I you. Know. We've been following each other for a minute. I've, and I've seen the DMs. <laughs> you definitely seen. You definitely seen. But again, Two-Face, thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure. Everybody, if you want to follow up and keep up with me in the podcast, you could follow me personally at Bad Bussy, and you could follow the podcast at MM underscore and underscore pod. And we'll be back again next week for a new episode so we'll see y'all later bye thank you baby